Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, a mixed picture for stocks. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. And here he is, Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Dow and S&P are quiet today, with the Dow currently lower by 13 points. S&Ps are higher by 5, and NASDAQ gains 27. Small cap 600 is higher by 3 points, and the U.S. 10 yield falls to 1.75%. Six out of 10 S&P sectors are higher, led by gains in healthcare, consumer staples, and the utilities. Energy materials and the industrials led to the downside. Dow Transports rise 27. NASA Biotech's outperform, gained 76. And the VIX is lower by 2.6%. Dow leaders to the upside included Walmart, Pfizer, and Merck. Caterpillar led to the downside, falling 3.2%. Joy Global fell as much as 18%. Freeport McMahon dropped 10%. While Mountcrock gained 6%. After Friday's 7% decline. Live from the First of Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. We are brought to you today by Bentley University. What do rebooting America's oldest ski shop and crunching numbers at Vistaprint have in common? An MBA from Bentley University that prepares graduates to innovate and lead because business is everywhere. Prepare here. And again, to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Wagering from all of the sources on Saturday's Kentucky Derby Day program, the second highest in history, totaling $192 million. To help us understand what what went on on Saturday and also can look ahead to the 21st of the month, the running of the Preakness, is David Papadopoulos. He is a managing editor here at Bloomberg News. And David... Tell us all about the Kentucky Derby. How do you sum it up and, and tell us what you came away with? Well, for starters, some of that money, that record handle there was unfortunately my money that was burnt at the window. But, um, you know, the winner, I would say Nyquist was extremely impressive. I mean, he is now perfect eight for eight. Um, and he looked honestly like a winner every step, every step around the racetrack. And what, what makes his victory even more impressive than the one length, uh, victory it was in the end was that he was on top of a very, very fast early pace. They were flying up front. He was right on top of that pace. And while most of the horses around him collapsed in exhaustion, including the horses I bet on, uh, he kept going on and, and he won with something left in the tank. I mean, if you look mo- at most of the horses that surrounded him at the end near the finish line early on in the race they were in 15th 13th 19th 12th 18th so you know that tells you that you know he 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 did an you know an awful lot of running early and, and had a lot left late what what does uh what does this say about the pedigree the the, the california uh, quotient. Well, what I would say, say right? is this, is they're going to have to, uh, I think they might explain have to... that for people so you, you, you get the full flavor. Well, so, um, this is now the fourth time in five years that the winner has not been bred in California, but has been based in California. It's the California mafia between Doug O'Neill, this trainer here, and Bob Baffert and some others. Um, 
And they've really kind of taken this race over. I call it the California Derby now. Uh, last year, the California horses ran one, two, three in this race. This year, they ran first, second. Um, and the, and the industry itself is trying to figure out what exactly, why this trend has suddenly popped up. It could just be tyranny of small data. It could just be some random event. Uh, the only thing that people can come up with is, you know, the weather is perfect year round in Cal, in, in California where they train. And maybe that helps these horses stay on a regular training regimen. But it's, uh, it's become a, Something of a phenomenon all of a sudden. Any other uh, horses uh, come away uh, from Derby Day with their reputations enhanced? Well, the second – listen, they're only – in addition to Nyquist going on to the Preakness in two weeks, only a couple other horses are apparently from the Derby are going to go on to the Preakness. Exaggerator, the second-place finisher, the, Cal, the other California horse. And then the Japanese, uh, Japanese-owned horse, uh, Lonnie, will go on. Exaggerator ran a very good race uh, to come in second. He got a terrific setup. I mean, he was coming. He was way, way out of it early. And, and that's where you want to be. When they're going as fast as they were, and they did the opening quarter mile, to give you an idea, in about 20, just over 22 seconds. They did the last quarter mile in about 26 seconds. So that'll give you an idea of how much, you know, they were tiring up front. Uh, and, and so Exaggerator was in the place to be. He was way out of it early and he came, he came running late. Um, he, he ran respectably enough. He's going to try Nyquist in the Preakness. Um, but for the most part, most everyone's been scared off by, by Nyquist. Um, it's a distinct possibility. It took us 37 years to get a Triple Crown winner last year. It's not impossible we get back-to-back Triple Crown winners. He He's a standout horse. It's becoming clearer every day. And in a group of three-year-olds, it's just maybe just okay. Uh, and that's often a formula to get a Triple Crown uh, winner. Um, and uh, he's also – he's going to be – He's going to be very, very valuable uh, because he is winning big races, and he is the son of a, a young sire that is suddenly pretty much almost the hottest young sire in all of Kentucky. And so being an offspring of that red-hot sire in Kentucky is going to make him a very, very valuable animal in the breeding shed. 14 entrants into the Preakness? Is that, that right? They do a maximum of 14, right. and they may get – a, a number, 20 at, at Churchill down. At Churchill, which to my mind is really too many because he creates a lot of chaos. But 14 would be the maximum, and they may wind up getting a number close to 14. But you, you tend to get a lot of local horses from the Maryland area that are just kind of okay. But when you terms, when you look at real, real good horses challenging Nyquist, I don't know that it's going to be a huge field. Listen, he's going to be an enormous favorite in the Preakness. I mean, if he was 2-1 to one on Kentucky Derby Day, he could be 1-2 to two or 2-5 two to five in the Preakness, meaning if you bet five, you'd bet five for a chance to win two. And we do have a saying at the racetrack, which is, Pam, if you already got the five, you don't need the two. So, uh, but he'll be a big favorite. And, and, you know, honestly, I can't tell you right now, I see him getting beat. If he runs his race, he wins. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And he's got the, uh, the strength, as you say, to, uh, carry that all the way through to the finish he's been really impressive i mean he, he he was really impressive in this race and then last fall he was in this situation where he was in you know in an impossible spot and he just kind of kept on running thank you very much for spending time with us david papadopoulos managing editor of bloomberg news everything about horse racing and of course uh, he'll be joining us as we get closer to the 21st of may for the 140th Preakness at Pimlico in Baltimore. This is Bloomberg Radio.
Bloomer Taking Stock is brought to you by New York Presbyterian Lower Manhattan Hospital, located at 170 William Street. It's part of the number one hospital in New York. Learn more at nyp.org slash lowermanhattan.